Hey everyone, happy Holy Week. I just wanted to give you a heads up that the episode for this week is going to be a repost of last year's Easter episode with my friend Courtney because the readings are exactly the same. Thanks for listening. Happy Holy Week and have a blessed Easter. Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hallow. I wanted to share with you some of the incredible things that Hallow is doing this Lent. They just launched the Pray 40 Challenge, which encourages all of us to pray every single day during Lent, and Hallow is here to help you do that. With things like weekly reflections on the seven last words of Jesus, meditation and prayers by Archbishop Fulton Sheen, reflections on Stations of the Cross, original Lenten music, and so much more like their regular content such as sleep meditations, meditated guides, and journal prompts. So go to hallow.com slash shower of roses for your free trial. That's hallow, H-A-L-L-O-W dot com slash shower of roses for your free trial. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. Sock Religious is the world's largest Catholic sock company and probably the best one. I don't know how many of those there are out there. And uh, yeah, you've heard that right. They are this company that makes religious socks. They have socks that have St. Joseph on them, that have Mary on them, the saints. I have a pair that has the rosary on them. I have another pair that has Our Lady of Guadalupe on them. I bought my husband the St. Joseph socks. So we're just like a sock religious family here. And I think you should be too. They also have these adorable shirts. They have baby onesies. They have stickers. This is just really good Catholic stuff for uh, if you have to give someone a gift or maybe a baptism or confirmation present, you definitely want to go to SockReligious.com to check that out. If you use the code ROSES at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order. So that's SockReligious.com. Sock is S-O-C-K, Religious.com. And use the code ROSES at checkout for 10% off your order. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be reading the readings for April 4th, 2021, which is Easter Sunday, the resurrection of the Lord uh, in year B of the Roman Catholic Church. Today I have with me one of my dear, dear friends who goes all the way back to college, my dear friend, Courtney. How are you, love? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. I love having my real life friends 
on the podcast because I meet lots of nice people over like Instagram and stuff, but it's nice to just see the face of someone that that I know and love in person. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a treat for me too, the times where there's a familiar voice yeah. on when I'm listening, um, people that we both know. So yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your and your life and your faith, your faith journey with the Lord? Sure. So I was raised Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic school, pretty much K through 12. Um, And faith was definitely a part of our family. We did grace before meals. We went to mass on most Sundays, but faith didn't really go on a deeper level. Um, But for me, the turning point was really um, in high school, junior year of high school. And um, I went to Archbishop Wood in Warminster, so shout out to Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I In junior year, I went on a retreat called Kairos, um, which Jenna, I know you had at your school as well. Um, and that really felt like the first time that faith became personal, that I felt like I had this choice to choose to believe what I was raised to believe because I wanted to, not just because that's what I was taught growing up. Um, so that's where I really feel like Jesus and I became more friends uh, than acquaintances. And faith kind of really just took off and grew from there. Um, I went on to be a student leader senior year at Kairos. Um, and that's where I became good friends actually with my now husband, Kyle. Um, we didn't date till years later, but that was where we became good friends. Um, and as the years went on, it, I dated some different guys and it became apparent to me that I really needed to find someone to settle down with who valued faith in the same way I did, who could help me grow in faith and who I could help grow, you know, and get to heaven in the same way. Um, and I reconnected with Kyle during college, um, also really just grew in faith a lot in college through the Newman Center at Westchester, um, which is where Jenna and I became close friends as well. We were in the same word group, um, our Bible study every week. Um, So yeah, that was really transformative to be at the Newman Center and at Westchester. Um, And faith's continued to be a big part of my life, of course. And um, I'm now married to Kyle, as I mentioned. It's been a couple of years that we've been married now. And we have a toddler, Nolan. He's um, about a year and a half now, and I really have appreciated this podcast in the past year or so because now having a toddler with us in mass, it's a completely different experience than when I was a single person in college and could really focus. And now at times I feel like I took that focus for granted, honestly, at the times when I would kind of zone out at mass and during the readings and all of a sudden you're standing up for communion and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, how did we get here? Um, so now I feel like I, I focus in a different way and I'm more intentional. Um, and the reason I value this podcast so much is because it really gives me a second chance to be more present in mass and be aware of the readings and what I'm hearing um, because I'm juggling what he needs, giving him little toys and books and snacks and the moments where he's able to sit on my lap and eat some crackers and focus on, you know, what's going on is really uh, precious to me. And I hold those moments differently than I did as a single person. Um, That's why I really appreciate this podcast and I'm happy to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you with me. I love, yeah, it's yours and Kyle's like just story and journey is so cool. And I love that you met because of a a retreat um, and the way that 
you know, like mass and the sacraments have always been such an important part of your, even just like your dating journey. Mm-hmm. One of your first dates, you went to mass, right? Yeah. So we didn't call it a date at the time, but it totally was. Um, <laughs> so I was very like, are we dating? Are we not? And it, we definitely were. Um, and so he, it was a Sunday that he was planning to come up and visit me at Westchester. So I was like, okay, well, it's Sunday. Let's go to mass then. Um, so we went to St. Agnes, beautiful church in uh, Westchester, PA, and went to brunch. Um, and we just were talking and having such a good time that then it became time for dinner. We got some pizza. Um, and it was just really apparent from that first date that faith was going to be a big part of our relationship and that this was more than just a fling. Um, and then, as you know, we actually ended up getting married at that church a couple of years later. So yes. kind of a full circle moment. Exactly. I love that. And the Lord always brings it like Jesus always brings it full circle, you know? Um, and yeah, it's just so clear that, uh, that you guys, um, you, you guys being together was always in his, you know, perfect plan for your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Nolan's just the best. He really is. A good little buddy. He is. He's the best. I can't help but smile multiple times every day because of him. And he's just precious. And um, I work part time. And so it's such a gift to be able to spend a couple of days a week just devoted to being a mom and having that time with him. Um, So it's a nice balance that I get to also work. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that, love. Anything else you wanted to mention? Um. Well, as far as my work, um, it might be nice for people to know. Um, So I'm a social worker. And for me, I've always felt like in order to feel fulfilled in my job, I needed to really be helping people in some way. And that's what the Lord placed on my heart, but also feeling like I've always wanted to be a mom. And so it's really that balance of both, which I'm able to do. Um, So in my job right now, I work with cancer patients, providing resources to them, counseling, emotional support, um, just through the ups and downs of their journey with that. Um, It's been such a blessing learning from them through all of that and supporting them. Um, And previously to that, I worked for a couple of years at a crisis pregnancy center um, as a pregnancy counselor for women who um, were really just overwhelmed by their pregnancies and oftentimes considering abortion um, and just counseling them through that process and supporting them after their decision, whether it be walking them through an adoption process, supporting them through their new opportunities as a mom, um, or giving them that after support through abortion, um, having them have someone that they're really able to talk to and process that with, because that's important as well. Yeah. You are really doing the Lord's work like hands-on, Courtney. <laughs> I I wonder, and I've had counselors on the podcast before, and I've asked them this as well, but how do you deal with um, like checking your job at the door and not uh, like, I, and maybe it's just my temperament. I think it is, but like if something emotionally affects me, I carry that with me. Like I can't not, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with, cause you're seeing, you know, trauma every mm-hmm. single day and sure. you're working with people in this job and your previous job who are going through like some of the worst possible situations you can imagine. You know what I mean? So how do you deal with like not letting the, that emotional stuff that you are dealing with every day like 
how do you not let that kind of because I, I think I would just be a broken like hot mess I think it would be super <laughs> taxing on me and and you and I would get way too burnt out because of that do you know what I mean so like how do you deal with that I think that just is a testament to say, you know, that the Lord uses us all in different ways and that there's amazing things that you're doing through not only your work on the podcast, but your actual job as well, where you're, you know, practicing your faith and, you know, that, that we all have different gifts. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be able to do my job if, it, if I was not, you know, Catholic and connected in my faith and, you know, that that's how I feel I do get through things. Um, that I, I think the Spirit's given me a spirit of forgetfulness at times that I'm able to just leave and do what I need to do. But then when I'm at work, I'm fully in on that. Um, Truly being a mom has helped with that because I feel I'm very much wherever I am, I'm all there. That when I'm with my son, I'm present with him in all of his milestones, all of the things that we're playing with and doing and the watching Sesame Street together and whatever our day holds, um, that it's just not really possible for work to be on my mind because there's so much going on with him and, and with my husband and being with him. Um, so I think it's just something I've just come accustomed to and it's all the Lord and the way he's blessed me, but self-care is definitely a big part of that. Um, whether it be prayer or taking bubble baths or just hanging out with my husband and being silly and just being present in life has been the biggest part for me. Good. That's yeah, that's amazing. And I just so admire you and people that work in your field because I know that I could not um, emotionally handle it. Like I can't even really watch sad movies anymore because I'll be I'm like depressed for like a week afterwards like you know what I mean so it's just I think you're right the Lord has definitely blessed you with a a specific temperament Mm -hmm. and gifts that you're so perfect for for the line of work that you're in oh thank you so much you're welcome well thanks for sharing that about your work yeah I was hoping um that we'd be able to learn about that from you sure um you ready to jump into the readings yep all right Courtney is gonna read the first reading from Acts chapter 10, verses 34a and 37 to 43. All right. Peter proceeded to speak and said, you know what has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. This man God raised on the third day and granted that he be visible, not only not to all the people, but to us. The witnesses chosen by God in advance, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as judge of living and dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. Amen. What a reading. Any thoughts? Interesting enough. So I read this beforehand and different things stuck out then than now. Right. Um, And one thing was that word commissioned. He commissioned us to preach for the people. Um, Just makes it apparent that that was 
very much their job that they took on. Like I think of, you know, someone being commissioned to paint something special right. for someone. Um, something about that word commissioned, it seems like it was very much something they took seriously as their job. That just stuck out to me. Yeah. Uh, agreed with, I agree with you. It's not a word that I feel like we hear like a lot in scripture, except for like the great commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is like a job, like you said, that when someone's commissioned to do something, they're getting paid. It's not just like, Hey, you should do this. It's, 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 it's your like being employed. Um, right. so I just always love reading this part of acts because, um, it's, it's happening after Pentecost when the spirit comes upon the apostles. And like prior to this, especially Peter was, you know, so quick to abandon Christ in his hour of need um, and not one to boldly, you know, kind of speak in public like this. And it's only because of the Holy spirit that we see this total change in, in his you know, confidence. And then he's, he's able to boldly go out and preach. Whereas before, you know, they were quivering in a locked room because they were so scared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That boldness is important. Yeah. Um, anything else to go to you? Just that last part there, um, to him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. Um, just that, emphasis that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness. It's just a reminder for me that we have this beautiful gift of confession that I personally don't take advantage of um, as much as I should. Um, So that's a big reminder in that phrase, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And that is through, um, you know, Christ again, commissioned the apostles and says, whoever whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Like he gave Mm -hmm. them this great gift of being able to um, give us absolution from him. And they're the, you know, our priests are the vessels of that. I think that's really important. Absolutely. And what a gift. Yes. Huge, huge, huge gift. Also very important to mental health as we're Mm -hmm. in self-care, as we were speaking of earlier, like I never feel better than after I walk out of the, you know what I mean? Confessional Mm -hmm. and a total state of grace. Um, I just feel like that's like the best feeling in the world for sure. No, that's a great point. I never thought of confession as self-care, but it probably is the best self-care that there is out there. You're getting Um, rid of the filth. Absolutely. And that's one of, I think the best things about our faith as Catholics is that we have that opportunity. And for me, it feels like a physical weight. Yes. Um, Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to go on to the second reading? Sure. Okay. The second reading, there's two options this week, but we're going to read the first option, which is from the letter to the Colossians chapter three, verses one to four. Brothers and sisters, if then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Any thoughts? Yeah, for this one, what stuck out to me most, um, which is that phrase in the middle there of 
think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Mm. Um, I think often we compare ourselves to one another and especially as women, this is an issue, Um, but really for all human beings, I think it's part of us to compare. And um, I think was one of those things that innately from the beginning often probably made sense. Like you are looking for a particular person to take on as your partner and you want someone physically strong because you're in the wilderness and those sorts of things. So comparing probably had a purpose. Um, But now we've really twisted it on its head um, and we need to think more of what's above and how Christ sees us and trying to see ourselves in that way. Um, I know, especially as a mom, there've been those times where mom guilt really sets in. And I know a lot of moms who talk about, oh yeah, mom guilt. And until becoming a mom myself, I didn't really understand. Um, And it's something that I really try to keep in check. And I think I've been a lot better with, especially recently. Um, So seeking what's above um, and not what's on earth, I think is really important and something that we all need to do more. Yeah, it's just the way that we can be, get so preoccupied with something that um, is so is so temporary. Like this whole life is temporary and 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 goes so fast, um, mm-hmm. and we spend so much time preoccupied with things that um, that just aren't gonna that are just kind of inconsequential in the long Absolutely. run. You know what I mean? Um, and I like this language that Paul uses here of like physically like um, seeking what is above because heaven is above. Like mm-hmm. we have to like really keep our gaze fixed on heaven. And like, I think that's a really good practice to get into is that like every major decision that you make being like, where does this get me like on my journey to heaven? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Remembering heaven is our goal. Um, Kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, kind of that intro part, um, when I think of you saying kind of there of what's above and is what I'm doing going to lead me to where I want to be. That was really one of the biggest signs for me with when Kyle and I first started dating that he was the person I was supposed to be with and that this was different because he was the first person to say to me, I want to help lead you to heaven. Um, and that was definitely language that was not spoken in any other relationship I had had prior. Um, so surrounding yourself with people who also see that as a goal, but reminding yourself that that's your goal. And that's why we're doing what we're doing on earth here and the choices that we're making. I think that's huge. Mm. Amen. Lovely. (laughs) Okay. You want to go on to the gospel? Yes. Beautiful. The gospel is from John chapter 20 verses one to nine. Okay. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. 
When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Anything stick out to you? This is one of my favorite readings. Um, and there's so many reasons why. Um, but first of all, I think it's one that we really, they were really intentional in all the details here. Mm-hmm. You could close your eyes and listen to this reading and really yes. picture it. And it's a great one that you could do Electio Divino with and be different people in the story um, that we can really close our eyes and take in the scene. Um, and this one's very descriptive. Um, so that's something that sticks out for sure. And I know it was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. All these little details, especially about, I think about like the burial cloth thing. Um, and I think John's just trying to prove the point that it's not just that Jesus's body was like stolen mm-hmm. because anyone that lived in Jesus's time would have known that the that burial cloths are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good, you know, fine cloth. So no robber would have left burial cloths there. And then Mm -hmm. that other detail, like you're mentioning these details, when he says that the cloth that buried his head was rolled up and put in a separate place. Like if someone's trying to do a quick robbery, they're not gonna take the time to like gently fold and place the the head (laughs) cloth somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I love what you mentioned about the details because it's so true. Like everything that John says in here is, is very, very intentional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That reading this, they would have known that was very abnormal, the burial right. cloths and understandable. Yeah. I also always love um, just picturing Mary of Magdalene there. Um, and I love that it. it's a woman in this story who's the one first getting there. Um, and something about her quote there, I can just feel the distress in her body of, you know, they've taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they put him and how distressed she probably was, um, that that was such a good friend of hers. And she spent so much time with Jesus um, and just the distress in that and being the first one there. Right. Um, And yeah, shout out to her, Mm -hmm. a woman, woman finding the empty tomb first. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she plays a really key part in a lot of these stories. And I think we forget that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of this part, which I always think I just think it's funny that, um, you know, the other disciple who Jesus loved, we were told is John. Mm-hmm. He just never talks about himself like in the first person. So what do you make of this part where it says Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb? They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first like like I just always chuckle reading that because it really sounds like John's just trying to say like I ran faster than than my friend Peter you know what I mean right I always find it funny too and you know what really was his intention there was it just to distinguish you know that this was a moment for him is it just to continue to piece apart that we're talking about two different people here since he doesn't outwardly say his own name I don't know but I always think it's kind of funny too to picture like was it in a kind of cheeky tone there of like I got right. there first <laughs> right 
Um, I think part of it might be some like more symbolic in that, like, even though John got there faster and he went, he bent down to see the burial cloths, he didn't go into the tomb. Mm-hmm. P- Peter's the one to go in first. So I think maybe it emphasizes this point that Peter, you know, is the rock of the church. He's the one that, that boldly goes into the tomb mm-hmm. because maybe John was like too scared or nervous to go in, even though he got there first. Um, I've heard it explained that way that like Peter as the rock of the church is going to be John acknowledges that and allows allows him to like go in first you know what I mean that might be an explanation I like that thinking of it that way that because it's one thing for Peter to take on that role as a leader and for other people to see him as a leader and say hey you should be the one to go in here or just allowing him to do that and not feeling like no I need to get in there um so no, that's a different way of thinking of that. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? I think that's about it. Yeah, me too. I think that's a, I love the vivid imagery. Like you were saying, it's a re, it is a really, really good one to do Lexio with. Mm-hmm. So Courtney, I always ask my guests for this Easter Sunday reading. Do you have a challenge for us to help us prepare uh, for hearing these readings on Sunday. Any challenge for us for the week? Sure, I will try my best. Um, So with Easter and thinking of, you know, that we know eventually in the readings we'll hear in subsequent weeks that, you know, he will go back up to heaven. Um, And us talking earlier, um, especially with the second reading, I believe it was, about, you know, what is our goal of looking above and are we doing things in our time on earth to help get us to heaven? Um, I think maybe that's the challenge of the week to kind of take a pulse of your own life and just maybe one day of the week, um, just what your day to day is like. And are you living in a way that is in line with that goal of wanting to get to heaven once your time on earth has ended? Cause we all know at some point, we're all going to eventually die. Um, So when your time comes, if heaven is your goal, take a pulse and ask yourself, am I living in a way that shows that is my goal? And if not, what are some small incremental goals you can do to get yourself there? Always Mm -hmm. starting small, I think is important. Yes, it's so true. And like setting manageable goals for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, because if we're overzealous, and I think a lot of this have probably learned this through Lent, like if we're overzealous, then then we just like, we're like, well, forget about it all. But yes, yeah, setting those small manageable goals. Mm-hmm. Really Absolutely. Important. That's something I always talk about with my clients when it comes to different goals that they have about all sorts of things going on, um, that we want to set ourselves up for success. We want to be realistic. And it's okay if your goal is itty bitty this week, because then when you achieve that, you can build on it for the following week. Um, so absolutely. Small goals to help get yourself to heaven. That would be yes. a challenge. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for taking the time today, Courtney. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. 
You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week. Carry your word.